0: Hello, everybody. Welcome into our special edition of Sports Day Insider, presented by the Dallas Morning News. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined by Evan Grant. Hello, Evan.
1: Hi, Kevin. How you doing?
0: Great. It's been a long time. Wow, it's been uh, shh, minutes. That, that seems Insider. really forced. <laughs> yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> as well as David Moore. Hello, David. Hello, Kevin. It's been a, it's been a great holiday season. I gotta tell you, uh, I've, I've had a little time off uh, to to just kind of sit around and think about life because you know no one in my house will talk to me. So I just <laughs> yeah, well, yeah,
2: there are reasons for that. There yeah. are reasons for being self reflective.
0: Yeah, that's right. When no one else will talk to you, you get to talk to yourself all the time. So, uh, I've, I've enjoyed all that, but uh, you know, I miss seeing you guys on a more regular basis. So, but we do have some uh, things we want to talk about. Uh, and, and one of them is we're going to go around, we're going to make predictions for you guys have beats. Of course, I don't have a beat, I haven't had a beat since 1988. How about that? 1988. Rub it in. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, as as uh, as Steve. I don't Tucker, know that
1: I have a beat right now, Kevin. My my beat
0: doesn't been really exist. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Uh, you, it, it may not come back. And then what it will we not, do with you? This what will we be my do with podcast? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a bright side to everything, then, right? If baseball doesn't come back, then Evan doesn't either. So I think we should, I think that should be a headline myself, but anyway. There you, go. you have
2: to weigh the pros and cons of every situation.
0: Absolutely. There's also
2: collateral damage and upside to everything. Yeah,
0: exactly. Let's start with uh, the big dog. Let's start with the Cowboys. Uh, first of all, let's make a prediction on the rest of this season. How far are these Cowboys going to get in the playoffs? Uh, first of all, what do we say?
2: Yeah, I was actually going to hope. I was going to hope that would be my 2022. Since, but, but yeah, you're right. If the season starts here. It'll be. It'll fall under the purview of the 2021 season. Uh, you know, everything. The reason they brought Mike McCarthy in, the reason they signed Dak Prescott to the most lucrative contract in franchise history, is that their expectations are to get beyond the divisional round, a place they have not gone in 25 years. Uh, I'm going to say this team is positioned to do it, and and I'm not sure how the seeding is going to work out here in these final three weeks. Uh, I'm I'm not sure exactly where Dallas will be, but I, I think there is a very good shot that, well, I guess since we have to make predictions, I just don't say a good shot. I predict that the Cowboys will advance to the NFC Championship game early in 2022.
0: Before I jump in, I'm going to let Evan uh, take his shot. Now, what do you say about the Cowboys, Evan? How far?
1: I'm going to go a step further than David Moore. I'm going to say that the Dallas Cowboys are going to break their Super Bowl hex, and they are going to play in the Super Bowl. Um, I feel like, as we talked about on a recent podcast, I don't feel like there is any unit in the NFC playing better than the Cowboys defense. And I think in the situation of Dallas potentially going to Green Bay in a miserable, cold environment for the NFC Championship, I think defense may may win the win the day. And so uh, I'm going to give the Cowboys the edge on on going to the uh, to the Super Bowl this year. Now, Kevin, I guess that leaves it up to you to take the next logical step and predict that they will win the Super Bowl.
0: Uh, I'm going to say that they that they're so great in winning the Super Bowl that they decide that as uh, uh, Dwayne Thomas once said, question: How can it be the ultimate game if they play it again next year? I'm going to say that they play so well and win that we quit NFL and the Cowboys will be the final champion of the NFL as we once knew it.
1: But what do
0: you really think? No, no. You know what? Here's the thing. If the Cowboys, it all depends. I I believe they'll get to the NFC Championship game as well. But if they have to play in Green Bay, they go no further. Uh, I I just, I feel like that is going to be such a difficult environment to play in. The Cowboys are not used to that. They are a dome team. They love playing inside Jerry World. You know, I think to play in that environment where it's that cold will be too much for that team, so that's why Cowboys fans must hope that the that the Cowboys end up with the number one seed, and so that they do not have to play in Green Bay should they make it to the NFC Championship game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that, but let's let's keep going around now on the Cowboys, I, David. Back. I think
2: you're just bothered by the cold of of Green Bay in in late January. I I, I sense this is more about you not wanting to be there in that cold. Well, first of all... Your response versus the
0: Cowboys. They probably won't even send me, David. They'll just oh, say, here no, we go. Okay. Kevin, okay. you're Okay. Well, so now I you're just, predicting... I'm just saying that, the, 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 why would they send the, that idiot? We'll just send uh, we'll send another idiot. <laughs> these other idiots. We'll send these other idiots <laughs> instead. No, I have been... Yes, I have been in Green Bay in January. It is not a fun place. They once sent me out into the... Par- this is what they think of me. They once sent me out into the parking lot to talk to the tailgaters. It was... Kind of barely drizzling uh, it was about I don't know 20 below zero I got my pen out I'm trying to take notes the, the pen froze I'm trying to 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 uh, scrawl hard enough on my pad that I could go back and get like a pencil and rub over it so I can read what it was that these people were saying <laughs> to me It was like it was like prehistoric stuff uh, so yeah I don't, I don't even know how people live up there much less play football and go outside and do things. So, no, uh, yeah, I'm not in favor of that.
2: I want to very quick, I went up there when the Super Bowl was at AT&T Stadium. Uh, Green Bay made it that season, uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh. So uh, instead of getting Pittsburgh, I believe our, our good friend Jerry Fraley got Pittsburgh for for good reason. They said, well, why don't you spend eight days in Green Bay advancing the Packers before they get here? And it was miserable. And then I got back and it was colder here than it was in Green Bay.
0: Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And the Cowboys have not gotten a Super Bowl since then either. I think that that was might have been a a slight factor uh, in in some of the.
2: the Oh, it was more than slight. Yeah. Yeah, more than
0: slight. Yeah.
2: (laughs) there, There are a few other issues there that we May not have time to go into on this podcast.
0: Yes, there were. I think there were a few issues with people standing outside waiting to get into the stupid stadium in the first place. Um, So let's let's talk about let's go further than than this year. Then, so what's your prediction next year for the Cowboys? How do they come back after this year? How do they top whatever it is they end up with this one?
2: They will for all of the excitement and how this defense has built to something special. They're going to lose. A lot of key players because they won't be able to afford them. Uh, That's the other part of this. There are so many free agents in the mix here. There are some other players on both sides of the ball they're going to have to make determinations on on whether or not uh, to bring them back. Um, I don't know that this defense is is necessarily going to build going forward. And the biggest question will be, is Dan Quinn even back to lead them? Or is what he has done here... With his credentials, remember, he did take Atlanta to a Super Bowl, uh, the most historic collapse in Super Bowl history, but still they were in a position to to win that game. Um, I, I think he's going to be on the radar and will be under consideration and will have some interviews this uh, postseason coming up for a head coaching job elsewhere. So I, I think while this Dallas defense, uh, you see it coming together before your eyes and you're excited about the future, I don't believe it's going to be able to build on what it has shown this season next year. So I think it's going to drop off a little bit. And I think one or two key offensive players, you're also going to see go uh, because of the salary cap situation. So um, Dallas is going, regardless of how they finish this season, this Dallas team is going to be missing some key games uh some, some key players in the off season they're going to have to scramble uh with free agency in the draft to replace them
0: Evan how about you? what do you think about the cowboys next year
1: well i i i you know i think it's it's hard to look at the n f l almost a year out because it is such a year to year league anymore and one injury does does crush a team but i I can't disagree with, with what David's saying, although I'm not so sure that I expect that Dan Quinn will will um, uh, resurrect his head coaching chances this quickly. I, I, I think that there's going to be a lot more looks at Eric the Enemy and Byron Leftwich, particularly in Jacksonville, for that job. Um, and if Quinn is here for another year, listen, I think he's a great defensive coordinator. I, I, I think that... The, the, the jury is still out on who he is as a head coach because his time in Atlanta was so uh, identified with that Super Bowl collapse. But <clears throat> I'm not so sure I'm willing to say that the Cowboys defense is going to plummet next year. But I, I do think it's it's hard anymore to sit here and say, this. I see a dynastic NFL team in the offense.
0: Yeah, that's that's going to be really hard to do that kind of thing. That's why it's so important, you know, to win while you can. Uh, don't be thinking, oh, well, we'll get, well, we'll get here, and then we'll get back here next year. It's like they're, yeah, they.
1: I mean, just to go back to twenty one, they're in position this year to do something, and that they need to capitalize on.
0: It. Uh, absolutely, I do think that uh, uh, David's point about Dan Quinn is as well taken. I, I, I personally think that. It, and then I hope that these other guys get a shot. I hope an Eric B enemy. I hope a Byron Leftwich. and Byron Leftwich doesn't get mentioned nearly as much as, as the enemy does. And, and I don't know why uh, not Leftwich has
1: gotten mentioned a lot for the Tampa Bay situation. I mean, for the Jacksonville situation, obviously, because he played there. Um, but yeah, he's gotten mentioned a lot for that.
0: I could see that, but I could also see a guy like Dan Quinn, the players have a lot of respect for and a lot of uh, uh, good feelings about. He's the kind of guy engenders good feelings. You know, players have always respected him. Listen, if any, and you know how that always goes, you fire a guy, you're looking for a guy to to fix what it was the last guy left. Well, Urban Meyer is as bad a person as you could possibly have, apparently, as a head coach. You want a good guy. You want a guy that's going to go in there and make the players feel good about their head coach and somebody that they can enjoy and respect at the same time. So an OK uh,
2: guy is going to be a huge step up there. Well, yeah,
0: maybe just <laughs> no, I mean,
1: okay the bumper
2: is pretty low there as far as getting someone better than Urban Meyer to come in and interact. But yeah, yeah, but yeah you're exactly right. Yeah,
1: let me let me just play this scenario out for you. I, I I think that maybe the 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 most for me the most likely scenario with Dan Quinn is. If Pete Carroll decides to hang it up after this year or if he decides to take a farewell tour next year, I think Seattle makes the most sense for him. He's still got some name recognition in Seattle, and I think that the collapse doesn't follow him as much to Seattle as it will to other places. He's remembered in Seattle as the architect of a Super Bowl-winning defense, Um not necessarily the guy who blew a twenty-eight to three lead, and maybe that makes him more attractive when that Seattle job comes open.
0: Here's what I know: uh, we're we're talking about Dan Quinn's popularity as a head coach, and we're not talking about Kellen Moore's anymore uh, with the uh, kind of uh, stumble of the Cowboys' offense these days. David, do you think that uh, Kellen Moore is uh, still going to be a hot property in twenty two?
2: Yeah. Y- yes, uh, because I think young offensive minds always are rated higher on ownership uh, interest levels than veteran defensive minds, which Dan Quinn is, um, because everyone's always looking for the next offensive mind. Uh, Kingsbury, I mean, you know, Cliff Kingsbury couldn't even win in college and they go and he's had success there um it's about selling tickets it's about generating excitement you do that offensively even though Kellen Moore in my mind does not have a a persona that you normally associate with most head coaches he's almost more the Mike March, right kind of the the professorly um you know type uh rather than a uh, the, the prototypical head coach that you think of. So it's going to have to be about his ideas. It's going to have to be about the offense working. I, I think he will still generate interest. And I will say, you know, as bad as we're, we're talking about, you know, this, this offensive slide we've seen in Dallas and how erratic they are and how they don't look good. Um, they still rank number two in the league in offense and in scoring. And we're 15 weeks deep into the season. So a lot of other clubs are having these issues or have had them earlier in the season. So, um, I think he will get interviewed. Um, but I I don't know that he will necessarily be a head coach next season. I, I think it may be another round or two or interviews and, and it comes down to him too, right? Are you just going to take a job to take a job? Um, the Chicago job is going to come open, but what if you don't feel good about who the quarterback is in place and you don't know who you're going to get. And this year isn't necessarily a good year for quarterbacks. If you're a young offensive coordinator and you can get uh, chewed up and spit out uh, because you don't have a quarterback to develop, does it make sense for you to take that job, especially when you're only 34 like Kellen Moore, or do you say, well, I'm going to wait here two or three more years. I have a little bit of time, but that's always a big question for these guys because you can wait too long. Uh, Some guys two or three years from now maybe too long. You know, uh, when you're the hot commodity, you have to strike pretty soon or people come up with other questions about you. So long-winded answer. I think he will interview. I'm not, I don't necessarily believe that he will get a head coaching job in this off season if we're predicting. Right.
0: All right, I think that most Cowboys fans uh, would feel good about that, maybe not as good as they would have felt uh, three or four weeks ago. Uh, We're going to move on now to our our Rangers prediction. Evan, what are the Rangers going to do next year, presuming that baseball actually comes back?
1: (laughs) Yeah, presuming. Um, I'm going to tell you, one thing that I'm getting worried about here is, and I don't think that they saw any of this forecoming when they shut down, but I think Omicron is going to have some impact on – How they negotiate, and I don't think they were planning on having to negotiate through protocols in a pandemic um, as part of their as part of their CBA agreement. I thought they were at the tail end. I think they thought they were at the tail end of that. So that gives me a little bit more pause about just when the season might start. As for the Rangers, I I don't think I'm going to go out on a great limb here, but I am. Going to, I guess, believe in what I've seen from Chris Young and from ownership, and that they are going to be able to make the compelling case to Clayton Kershaw to finish his career with the Rangers. Um, it just seems like it's too good of a story, and it seems like now is the right time. Uh, and I think that uh, I'm going to expect to see Clayton, providing he's healthy enough to pitch next year pitch a Rangers jersey, and pitch the, the remainder of his career here in Texas.
0: How many wins next year?
1: For the Rangers. Yes. Or for Kershaw. For the Rangers? Rangers. Um, you know, Kevin, the, the hard part on, on that prediction, right, is that there's still so much construction to go on with rosters all around the league. But I think this team has put itself in position to get back to a winning record. Um, I'd feel a lot better about making that prediction with another starter or two in hand. I think the starting rotation still needs some work. Uh, but I, I think with what they've done offensively and what they've, what they've created for core, there's going to be a really young dynamic offense here. Um, it needs some help from pitching. There's still time to add to that over this off season and if they do, I'm going to withhold judgment where I might be willing to go up to 85 or 87 wins for, for 2022. And, and I'll just say this, with if baseball adds more playoff teams, as they are talking about doing, 85 or 87 wins might get you into the tournament at that
0: point. I'm going to say 78 wins for the Rangers. Uh, I think that you know it's not unprecedented for teams to make these big leaps. We've seen it happen all the time. Uh, and uh, I think it's certainly possible coming from where they were. Uh, to what they have already added, and I expect they will continue to to work on that and add more pieces before the season. And I expect, you know, a, a couple of guys, I, I, I really think that Josh Young, when he comes up, is going to do well. Uh, you know, un- unlike a lot of the other guys, they force feed uh, to the public. Uh, Leone Tavares, uh, you know, prime example. Uh, Josh Young has produced at every level he's played so far. Now it hasn't been a long track record, but he had a great track record at Texas Tech for one thing. Yeah, he's an older player, uh, and I and I think he's going to be a really nice player for them even next year. So I think you know when you it, you know that's the thing about baseball when you start to take the automatic outs out of the lineup, uh, then it's amazing what you see happen uh, when you get production across. The breadth of the lineup, you start to see really good things happen with, with an offense, and, and I think that the Rangers are going to be able to do that. I, I don't have much concern about their bullpen. John Daniels, the one thing he's always done is been able to build a bullpen when they have a competitive team. Uh, so I I think, as you said, the, the question will be about uh, the the rotation, what he's able to put together, because they, they are going to need a couple more pieces for that rotation. And uh, it depends on the development of the young guys, particularly a Jack Leiter, who at some point needs to join that rotation next year. Uh, and uh, I think uh, that it is, it, at least is going to be a fun summer to watch these new guys come in and their influence and their impact on the lineup and with all these young players. So that'll be fun.
1: Yeah. Your name is Kershaw part of this rotation in
0: 2022. You know, uh, you know what I'm gonna predict I'm, I'm gonna predict that Kershaw doesn't come back at all I'm gonna predict that he is done uh, and uh, I, I think that's certainly a possibility with his with his problems that he's having physically now and uh, why not go out uh, on top like this I think he would like I think if he could play uh, I think he, he it's probably 5050 on whether it would be the Dodgers or the Rangers uh, I I think he's not gonna play at all uh, that's gonna be my prediction all right David Moore.
2: My prediction is this team will win 40 to 42 games to be at 500 because there is no way an entire season is played. You will have a labor dispute cut into the season. It will be truncated. I think the league will add playoff teams to help make up for it, even though it's a shortened season but I, I do see the Rangers getting back uh, around 500 right in that range, which is a significant jump uh, from where they have been. And uh, I, I think it would that would fulfill the promise and excitement uh, of where this team uh, is headed after many years of spinning their wheels in less than mediocrity.
0: David wins the predictions. I, I like that one, David. I, I think you're right. I don't think there's any way we can get 162 games in next year. Too much stuff going on.
1: I will just say this. If, if Kevin and David's predictions are correct, then um, I'm going to be miserable again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think baseball, if there's, if there's loss of games this year, it better be due to COVID, unfortunately, rather than the work stoppage. If they do unnecessary damage, to the structure of the game, in this environment, they are once again going to set the game back a long way. Um, I think it's imperative on them in January to sit down, figure out the issues, which are not that complicated, uh, and 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 move on. They may have to lose some games to the pandemic. We don't know where this where the Omicron wave is going to go and what follows it, but. Uh, my hope would be that if they lose games, it's not because they frittered away the opportunity at negotiations. Speaking of moving
0: on, let's move on to the Mavericks now. I got the, this is our last one we're going to make uh, in our predictions for uh, 2022. We're gonna we're going to say something quickly about the rest of this season and then what that means for next year. So, uh, uh, David, we'll start with you again.
2: I. I think this team's going to continue to struggle. Uh, I think that they will be better defensively, but their improvement in defense won't necessarily offset what they're losing offensively as far as explosion. Uh, I think that that I think Jason Kidd is trying to transit, tr- you know, make the transition offensively as well, so they're not so luka dependent that that they can attack. Uh, not always through Luca, And I I think that's been so ingrained on how this team has been successful early. I I think that is also a a difficult and and messy transition and not a linear one. Uh, I don't think you go from point A to point B. I think you kind of start at point A and you get to point B at some point, but it's just not a straight line. I I think there's a lot to work through. So I, I really see a team that, once again uh, hits the ceiling in the first round and does not get past the first round. I I just think there are too many uh, good teams in their conference. Uh, I don't think they've made appreciable strides. And while they're altering their identity a bit to be better in the long run, uh, I'm not sure it's going to pay dividends this season. Now – I think they're going to look much better than what they have early in the season. I'm not saying all this just based on how they look now and how Luca's not out there. But but I think this is I think this is an adjustment year for Luka, too. And you see a lot of great players. There's a season early in their career that really puts them back on their heels and forces them to focus on their greatness even more and not take it for granted. And I think this season is doing that for Luca. And I think it will continue to do that because I just think there are too many good players in this league uh, to just pop out of that and, and return to where he was. I, I think this is something uh, that is going to alter uh, how he approaches his game and how he understands his obligation and responsibility as a great player in the game that another successful season would not.
0: Do they make a big deal at the deadline? I don't see it this year, no. No, me neither. Evan? Evan?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, being the guy who is the least in touch with the Mavericks here, from, from my perspective, it still seems that this team is is so Luka dependent that they almost don't have an independent identity. Um, if he shows up and plays a great game, they win. If he doesn't, they lose. And that's just not... That doesn't get you deep into a playoff. It's it, it's not a winning formula. And, and so, from my perspective, I, I think that I don't see anything to me at this point in time that suggests this team is in a markedly different situation than it was a year ago or two years ago. I think it they've got a great young player in Luca. He's got some flaws. Um, he's got some some incredible abilities but I don't see them as a balanced enough team to be a serious threat to go deep into the playoffs. And, and because of that, I think they do have to realize that there's not going to be a way to remake that in the middle of this year. I, I think there are some fundamental issues that they've got to grow with, particularly in, in what's the right way to say it, in becoming Jason Kidd's team. And, and, and that's the, that's the number one focus this year.
0: I think that this team uh, is, as David said, a one and done. I don't think that they will advance in the playoffs. I think that this this year has raised some, even more concerns. Uh, last year, the, the big concern coming out was, "My gosh, look what Rick Carlisle did with Kristaps Porzingis." Uh, you know, and so they they start over with a new coach, and there's a lot of promise there in the preseason, and and uh, things were looking up. And then the season started and the offense was terrible and it hasn't been able to to get out of that. Luca's out of shape uh, for the second year in a row. Uh, These were real issues that uh, presented themselves and have become even – there are more issues now, I think, in some ways than there were at the end of last year. Uh, These are not promising signs uh, for the Mavericks going forward. Uh, I really do feel like after this season is over, if it's another one and done, there will be a radical – uh, uh, shift in the in the uh, in the makeup of the team. I think at that point that they would try to make a deal with somebody to rid themselves of Porzingis' contract. You'd end up just being having to take on somebody else's headache as well. But I think that they will try to do that at that point because they're going to realize if he's not able to stay on the floor uh, and if they're not going to have any better chemistry with him and uh, Luca, which I think has been better, but still not good enough. Uh, that they're going to have to do something else. They cannot go in to uh, another season. I'm talking about the 22-23 season uh, with Luca. the clock ticking on him, uh, and you're worried about what he's going to do long-term, what kind of decision is he going to make. Is he at some point going to to demand a trade, which we've seen that happen before as well. Uh, They're going to have to make this team winnable. Uh, and as, as the roster is constructed right now, I just don't think that this is a team that can go uh, deep into the playoffs. So and
1: Kevin, just to, 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 to hump back onto what you just said, I think you said that the issues this year might be bigger than last year. and I would I would suggest that with each passing year, they get larger because if you don't solve them, you're only going backwards. You're not making progress, and, and and so yeah, I I think the issues are even bigger than they've been in the past.
0: Yeah, I think they are too. So on that happy note, uh, we're gonna end our predictions podcast. We hope that you enjoyed that. Uh, we we we're sorry that it couldn't have been happier than that on the end of it. Maybe we should have started with the the Mavericks and ended with the Cowboys. Maybe that would well, let's happen. do it
2: over. Okay. Let's do it over. Yeah, let's just start over Jeff, the whole
0: thing. Jeff, let's start over. <laughs> yeah, our producer Jeff Whittington says, no way.
1: Listen, listener, play this backwards. Okay? Oh, I like
0: that. It's like playing oh, what which which album was that where, where Paul is dead?
1: Uh, was, yes. What? Also, I was gonna say you'll find out what really happened to Paul McCartney if you if you play this backwards. <laughs>
0: I like that, or you'll find out something—probably something better than what you found out listening to it the correct way. So, can we anyway.
1: get in my little hand flourish too? Can 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 we get that in? No, we can't no. get anything in.
0: We're trying Let's to get on it, YouTube. We're trying to on, get, keep as much the of you as possible out of the podcast, Evan. We don't want to be adding uh Evan things to the podcast.
1: All right. Well, Evan's last words for 2021 are: I hope everybody has a safe, happy, healthy. Let's stress-free. Let's stress free, let's stressed 2022. Oh. Um, everybody deserves it. Uh, and best wishes from us. Uh, Jeff, our producer, we've enjoyed having you. If this is your last official appearance or if this is just a start of a long goodbye, um, you've been great seeing you in many different locations. And, Christian, we, we look forward to abusing you in many ways um, <laughs> over the coming years. Yeah. I think they talk about it. Resources
2: 214
0: yeah. The coming years, the coming years. Holy cow. You're I, my prediction is, is that we may have a podcast next year. Yeah, we may. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holy cow. I'm, I'm, I'm trying all... to
1: bring this back to optimistic, Kevin. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Okay. I'm ditto with Evan. Uh, everything Evan said, I'm, I'm down with that.
2: David, well, you two are suck ups,
0: aren't you? My gosh. <laughs> David, this oh, is a recurring thing with everybody.
2: you. We love all of our listeners.
0: <laughs> this is a recurring thing with David. Let I'm us put our arms dog. around you. Go back into witness protection, pal. <laughs> no,
2: hope everyone has a wonderful end to the season and we will join you again next year on this invigorating, compelling podcast.
0: Yeah, there we go. Back at it, everybody. See y'all.